last time on Gathering of the Ages. Stop where you are. I demand to know why you have entered Volensag territory. In the forest, there are multiple werewolf tribes in this forest, and the Volensag is just one of those tribes. We never said how many cards that were. <laughs> we're saying Kinda. things like Mighty Hunter killed many werewolves and Look at him! As uh, as the war as Min is snapping his fingers, uh, oh the wolf lets out a howl. What's a pack of werewolves against a mighty werewolf hunter in the company of the Black Feather Few? Mostly, fight. I was just wondering if we could like stroll in during the day and they'd all be humans, <laughs> and it wouldn't be so intense. Hello, and welcome back to another very exciting episode of Gathering of the Ages podcast. Man, it's been a while since I've done one of these, so it feels a little out of place to come back and, and do it again for you guys, but nonetheless, I'm very excited to introduce this episode. It's a good one. We've got a lot of really awesome role-playing, and I don't just say that because I role-play a lot, but it is really good. We had a lot of fun recording it, and it's a nice change of pace from the combat we've been having recently, um, so I hope you enjoy it, but... Uh, it is episode 99. We're so close to episode 100, but we hope you still enjoy uh, this episode. Uh, we put a lot of really hard work into it. Uh, our characters are developing a lot more, and we're really enjoying uh, the progress that we're making. So uh, aside from all this mumbo-jumbo, here it is, episode 99, Scarward Bound. Welcome back, everybody. Hello. Hello uh, there. Hi, everybody. I am glad to be back. Are you? Are you glad to be back? Mm -hmm. No, you're not. You had a nice week off of work. Well, this is fun. This yes. is still fun. This is but this is like the end of the fun yeah. week, so that's why he's This sad. is like going back to work. <laughs> that's why he's sad and Michael's going to For cry. Spencer, it's definitely going back to work. <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? This is work to you? You you, you said before we left, I no Pathfinder this week for the... For, I just feel like I need a break. <laughs> <laughs> that is You were like an artist taking a break from his music. Yeah. Like, uh, I don't, I don't want to perform, man. I need to find my inspiration. I need to out reconnect the, with myself. Yeah. Out in my nature. Knees. All these pressing matters are getting me down, man. <laughs> uh, I, I have a curse. I noticed as I was counting all my dice that I'm missing like three D4s from all my sets. So, uh, yeah, D4s aren't my friend, apparently. Why? I, I cannot seem to keep hold of all my D4s. That's odd. Yeah. Um... That's the little triangle yep, one, right? The little triangle one, Mom. <laughs> For everybody out the there. The littlest dice. The little triangle is the D4, because it has four sides. Uh, we just got back from a wonderful camping trip. We are refreshed and ready to go. So, like we said, uh, this is like the end of the fun weekend. So let's go out on a high note. Let's have a really good episode this week, okay? Hooray! Even though I didn't For go sure. camping. <laughs> All right, let's do this. Even though I had work Friday, the day after 4th of July, who does that? Who we do. does that? Our, the, the company we work for does. Uh, the company that will go unnamed. <laughs> so, exactly. last episode, we ended in the library. You just finished talking to the warden, Estovian Lazarov. Uh, you finally got to meet the man that everybody talked about so much. And, you know, he greeted you. He welcomed you into the lodge. He told you that the libraries, there was one that you're currently in. And then there's there was another one just down the hall from where from this library. Um, you are currently in the reference library. And he pointed out the reading library. I don't know the difference between the two, but there are two libraries in this lodge. Mm. And One's said probably like stories, and the other's like dictionaries, encyclopedias. Yeah, we have an entire collection of Britannicas in the one we're standing in, and the other one is full of Jane Austen. There we go. All right. Mm. Okay. I like that. I like that explanation. So he said this one that you're in would probably be, you know, more suited to research if that's what you were like a study yeah sort of like thing. a study mm -hmm. and uh and then he you know he talked to you for a little bit more and then had to attend to some business and left you in the library you all talked for a few more moments until a knock at the door was heard uh who opened the door last week i can't remember i think prod did 
I thought it was Zizo. I think it was Zizo. Did Zizo open it? I think it was Zizo. Wasn't it you? Uh, I don't remember. I don't remember, but I think it was Zizo. Anyway, someone opened the door, and uh, and waiting on the other side of it was Duristan. Uh, and he he said, "Oh yes, I I'm so glad I caught you here before you all retired for the evening. I I left you, and I I realized if I if I didn't take care of this now, I would not be able to sleep tonight. My my conscience would not let me rest." And he motioned, you know, like a come hither motion, and and off to the side, a woman was standing, and she appeared in the door frame as well. And he said, "This woman, she is she's a very talented witch, and she is here to perform a protective spell on all of you. I've already paid for the services. I just I just need your consent to let her perform her protective ritual." Mm, sense motive? Sure. On who? On um, him? He, the one, yeah, he's talking, right? Uh, yes, he's talking. Yeah. yeah, you can roll it. Just want to see if I have a bad sense motive, but I'll, Faven will try. Uh, 17. I'm very proud of you right now, Tyler. <laughs> Why? Because he rolled well? Yeah, Something for, over for a 10. Once yeah. in like <laughs> forever. forever, he's rolled well. Well, I rolled a 17 and I have a plus zero. Nice. So. 17. Okay. Well, uh, well, we got it here, folks. That is the one good roll Tyler is going to make all, <laughs> all night. the all whole episode. episode. So, uh, you believe that he's, you know, he's so worried about him. you. Faven believes him. That he's I want to roll a sense motive on her. Uh, she hasn't said anything yet. Maybe wait till she starts okay. talking. Yeah. All right. <laughs> like, I, I want to see if this is up on the up and up, well, too. Well, whose idea was this? His, his or hers? Well, to go find. he says it's his. I want to see if this is on the up and up too by like rolling a spellcraft or a knowledge arcana, I but say, I can't yeah. really do that unless she this starts speaks, doing okay. something. Min might be able to tell one witch to another what she's trying to do. He says, "Because they all know each other." <laughs> well, yeah, they have covens and what, stuff. What you just think all witches know each other? <laughs> yeah, <Yes>. right. <laughs> Racist. You don't <laughs> profiling. <laughs> he says, "Yes, she she performs this this protective ritual. She did this on on myself." couple nights after I arrived here at the lodge and he rolls up his sleeve to show you there this scar on his arm and he says this here this is this is a scar ward and this is to protect you from the lycanthropic bite that you might suffer while facing off against werewolves I believe in this wholeheartedly and I I wish to share this protection with you my new friends <clears throat> First of all, this is throwing up flags. This guy knows nothing Huge about werewolves, first flags. of all. Yeah. Because yeah. we already know his his pelt is fake, right? Yeah, yeah you, know you already pelt know his pelt is fake. So he's like, look at my sweet scar. This protects me from werewolves. <laughs> like, sure, it does, How buddy. does he know it's not <laughs> yeah, like okay, causing yeah. him to be a werewolf? Um, is there something I can roll on that scar? Uh. Probably not. Knowledge. Well, maybe. Has he Am I detecting magic on it? Spell? Knowledge Arcana. Am I detecting magic on it? Uh, do you cast detect magic? Sure. I just kind of wave my hand over it. Oh, I that, wanna, yeah. Can I? Yes. Go? Let me inspect the craftsmanship. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Mm. Uh, it does not seem magical. There's no magic coming off of it. Okay. Uh, knowledge Arcana. Did you say? Sure. I want to aid you. Uh, sure. Yes, Inquisitor, if you would step right up and assist me in the, the inspection of, uh, let's see, that's a three, so hang on. <laughs> oh, gosh. Really? Hang on. <laughs> Men doomed us all. Hold on. We're all going to get fake wards. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Tyler. Uh, with my, it was a three on the die, so it's, it's an 18, and that eight is a 20. Yes. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't seem magical in nature. It seems more like superstitious in nature that people... Here, so it's not real magic. It's, it's not folk real magic. magic. It's folk magic. So it's like, it doesn't look harmful though. No. So other at, than a scar that's other left than on your arm. So at so best, it's a placebo. Yeah, it's a placebo. At best, this woman is just practicing the region's traditions. At worst, she's a shyster. <laughs> so it's more of to keep people calm and. Less worried about it. to get money. Fully believes in it, though. Oh, like I guess can, yeah, he paid her. I want to. He see already how paid, much he her paid her for the services. He just. How, uh, how, how much did you? Uh, 
How much you pay there for this uh, workmanship, Thurston? Uh, that, that is, that is, that is fine, and there's no need to answer that question. I am just looking out for you, my new friends. <laughs> is there oh, any way to tell if she's here? <laughs> we appreciate your generosity. We just want to know in future cases if we want to ward our friends and others. Well, if you refuse, I suppose I could get a refund from her. And he looks over at her, and she like doesn't do anything. She just <laughs> kind of stands there. With this, like, yeah, refund. <laughs> no, no, I, I seriously, in case we want to use it on others, how much do you charge, madame? Um, is she, she a human? Yeah, she's she's a Varesian woman, so they're both humans. Yes, they're both okay. humans. Uh, she she says, Oh, just just a few copper pieces per individual, seems harmless, <laughs> so like nothing. <clears throat> Mm. Like what? That's lying? like what two bucks in the real world. <laughs> I want to know if she's lying. So what do I roll? Sense motive. I don't know why you'd have any reason to think she's lying though. She I don't answered know. you. Not like with... not like oh this woman is the villain of the campaign. She's out to get more like is this a criminal? <laughs> All right, go ahead and roll it. I just don't <laughs> want anybody. I don't know. I don't want any fast punches or what do you call it? And you want me to blindside yeah, you? Raise, yeah, a, exactly. raise a wary individual. Twenty three. Very suspicious. What were you wanting to know, though? Like, what was it? Did you really sense? just get a cop copper pennies? Well, yeah, she seems like she's telling the truth. She didn't get like five gold pieces or something. Altogether, for all of you, it's probably like a couple silver. But it's not enough that I feel like she's taking advantage of people and scaring them so she can make a ton of money. It's just a harmless a little way to make a little, little bit of money for her on yeah, the it's side. Yeah, like a side hustle. Okay. She's just a hustle. Like a side hustle. It's a side, side hustle, hustle, not her main hustle. Her main hustle is selling swampland. Okay, got it. What? <laughs> selling this great farmland out she's, in the swamp. She's the greatest yeah. evil you'll ever encounter. A real estate agent. <laughs> Bang. All right, sorry to any real estate agents that listen to this. No, it's even worse a timeshare. Yeah, those timeshare <laughs> Those timeshare people. Oh. If you're one of those people, we make no apologies. No apologies. You oh know gosh. what you did. We've just invented probably half our audience. You don't even know. You, we have so many time. Those timeshare time people. people like ruined an hour of Michael's time at the gaming convention. Yes, but what did yeah. you get for free? Nothing. Nothing. Oh. We just talked to him forever. <laughs> Sucker. Oh. If you're going to listen to those very people, nice. you hustle Say, oh, them back. Well, that, no. that's your problem. You got to stop that. Stop that. <laughs> stop that. Only listen if there's something free uh. in the offering. Okay, now that I've given counsel. <laughs> so, yes, it just seems like a like a side hustle. She's trying to make okay. a little bit of extra money, and then. it makes people feel a little bit better, according to Duristan. Duristan believes it's totally magical, and mm. he... You know, he would have no way of not knowing that, but Min isn't detecting no, anything on okay. it. Yeah. It's she I I'm starting to doubt she's even a witch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, Warden, don't you think the protections we have cast on ourselves would be sufficient at this time? I agree. I, I, I agree, <laughs> but but there's there's always <laughs> enough room for extra protection. You can't have too much protection. I feel so bad for this guy. I want to say yes. <laughs> you can say yes. You can say yes. I'm no, saying I, no. I, I, don't I, I don't see the harm. Better, better safe than sorry. Um. <laughs> Do as you feel, Warden. I, for myself, would like to decline the offer, but I will give you a few coppers for your time, milady. Yes, yes, of course. Yes, yes, yes. Does anybody else want to do it? You are milady. <clears throat> Faven nope. has been, uh, as uh, we know from the previous episode, skeptical about this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> There's no so, way. <laughs> does Parad do it? I need to know. Uh, mm, yeah. I this yeah. will affect the storyline. Right. You are turning <laughs> into a big mushy sucker. I am. <laughs> this will massively affect the storyline later on. This is a huge <laughs> choice. This is a plot point and You're a half. die or not die. <laughs> so she, uh, you know, she she asks you to sit, get like get comfortable in these. She, you know, she she asks the rest of you that aren't participating, like pull up some chairs for the two of them. She asks you to sit, remain comfortable. Now, Wait, was Zizo getting it too? No, Zizo's not. Okay. Just Parad and Min. I just want to make sure. So everybody, so the skeptics are standing behind, watching this all happen. Trying not to laugh. She sits, <laughs> she sits Parad and Min down in in chairs, and she says, "All right, now, I need you to calm your breathing. 
Inhale. Exhale. Breathe with me. And like, she's like, she's like, get you guys to breathe with her. And uh, once you like start, you start feeling more and more relaxed the more she talks to you. She has this very like soothing voice. It's very soothing atmosphere about her. She pulls a dagger from her, you know, from her, where, like a, like a... It's called a belt. Sheath <laughs> off the belt, yes. I'm oh, sorry, I'm drawing a belt. Or a sash, a if sash. she's feeling, she's Verisian. She could be feeling colorful. <laughs> so she pulls a belt from, from a sheath, maybe tied to her waist by a sash, as you said. And she says, now, I need you, this, this will hurt for only a moment, but rest assured protection that comes with it will aid you in the future. If you are to get bitten by one of these werewolves that <laughs> plague this forest. To... <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Min sitting in the chair going like, why am I going through with this? <laughs> and she says, I, I call upon the spirits to guard these individuals, bless them, keep them safe. And then she just quickly, like, just slices your arm, gives you the cut on your arm. And as soon as she does, she she lets the blood kind of run. She doesn't, like, stop, like, with a cloth or anything. She lets the blood run for a minute, and it's starting to, like, I get immediately the, start cussing her out. On the <laughs> carpet. <laughs> oh, you stupid! <laughs> I can't see Min doing that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Min might say, ow, but... <laughs> uh, she lets the blood run for a few moments. She says, "Let this blood return to the, the earth, and let the the spirits of this earth protect protect them." And then she, she like rips a piece of her sash off and then binds your wound with it. So now you're walking around with a like a pretty little bright orange bandaid on your arm. It's like going to the doctor, getting blood drawn, yeah. and get up a Hello Kitty bandaid. <laughs> it's like a big old ribbon, right? Yeah. You know, Varisha. <laughs> yes. That's certainly going to help with your stealthing parade. Very bright, colorful. It'll go away, you know. I after think it's a pretty. Rest. It'll just leave this scar on your arm. Um, parade has plenty of those. So, what's one more? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for allowing me to do so, do this tonight. I hope that, that you are safe while staying here at the lodge. And she bids you good night. She leaves, leaving you and Duristan in the library. Duristan says, well, that was quite something. I'm glad that, that a couple of you took me up on my offer. Now I feel like I'll be able to sleep a little bit easier. And if the three of you that did not participate change your minds, uh, you are always welcome to find me and we can proceed with this ritual mm. another day. Where w might we be able to find you? Oh, around the lodge. If we need to find you, that is. Uh, I'll be around the lodge. Which room are you staying in? He, so all the rooms. <laughs> <laughs> that's not creepy that's, at all. I was going to say, that's a little creepy. Here's my room number. <laughs> Do you all plan the, on planting poison oak in there? All the rooms are on the second floor. Um... And so he, okay. you know, he just he just tells you which room he's staying in. Okay. Uh, room three. On so the he does. Floor. He will tell us what room he's staying yeah. in. Okay. I, yes, I'm staying in in the third room on the second floor. You, you're mother welcome to stop by, but uh, oh, I'm a bit tired after all of our excitement we had earlier this evening. So I will bid you good night, and mm. then Duristan leaves the library. So now the five of you are just left alone in the library. You know where your rooms are. Estavian told you where they were. Uh, do you do anything before heading, like immediately going to bed, or do you just go right to bed? Caesar mm. oh. will go through and kind of find any book or books that might have any references. To, to what? To the Whispering Way. Okay. Or uh, necromancy in general. All right, roll me a knowledge, uh, uh, arcana, or religion. Caesar, so have any of those? Yeah. Okay. Both, actually. Cool. 
Ooh, listen to that dice yeah. the dice that, roller there. That is the sound. <laughs> and it wasn't of, uh, Michael's new dice tower. It's very sweet. <laughs> that I printed. Printed himself. What'd you get? What were you rolling? Religion? Uh, Arcana. Arcana, okay. What'd you get for the knowledge Arcana? 23. All right. So you find maybe a book or two on the shelves that seem very promising. Uh, you can take those. I'm assuming you're taking them back to your room. Yep. You're going to like check them out and take them back to your room. Yeah, if I can. Okay. So, yeah, you they look promising. Um, you might be able to get some information from them. What I feel, I feel like Philip's going to say something. No, I'm no? watching you. You're watching Ooh. me. Okay. Uh, do any of you do any of you else do something? Or do you just go to bed? Uh, did we see Zizo take those books? Because I'm curious. You can roll perception. I want to read. I want to read with him. Pop up, maybe pop up uninvited in his room. What you got there? Min and Zizo are going to have flashlights under the blankets. <laughs> yeah. Reading books. We're having a sleepover. Underneath <laughs> their blanket fort. Uh, 23. Yeah, you would have seen him take yeah, the books Yeah, he's not like secretly doing it. We know what we're doing here. Well, Min's crazy, so. Yeah, that too. Need to know if you're paying attention or not, really. Okay, so yeah, we, <laughs> I was paying attention that yes, time. Yes, you were paying attention this time. Okay, I'm probably so slightly intoxicated. And yeah, <laughs> I might still be a little drunk. Um, we're still on the same day. <laughs> All right, so I, I follow Zizo to his room. What you doing? I'm investigating the Whispering Way. Oh, what These you find? books seem like they might direct me in the correct path. Oh, cool. Where do we start? That is a very good question. I wish I knew the answer. Well, you got two books there. Yes. I'm going to read them. Are you a fast reader? Yep. And I'll if I have two, I'll hand him one. All right. So Min takes one of the books off of Zizo. What are the rest of you doing real quick before we continue with this? <clears throat> What's Faven doing? Let's go one by one. Faven is just heading to his, uh, his room. Okay. And he's going to begin meditating okay on the events of the day and some of his thoughts on uh, some past things okay. that happened to him what's uh what's prod doing it's been quite uh you know uh, very eventful for you in particular yeah i mean everybody but you especially um this is the this is like the first true like comfort comfortable downtime you've had in several since days. you've left Lepidstadt, mm -hmm. and it just—it's been like a roller coaster for you the whole, the whole way here. You know, you had the, the confrontation with your father. You thought he killed one of your, your comrades. Mm -hmm. You know, there was that worry there. I'd imagine you're not sleeping very well. Well, I think before I leave to 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 head to my room, I'm going to. Um, approach Ray for a moment and okay. just kind of kneel down and uh, speak with her. Ray, I I wanted to thank you for our conversation earlier this evening. I, I may have been hesitant at first and maybe even uh, reluctant. Reluctant, yes. But, um, thank you. Words are escaping me this evening. Uh, but I, w I want to say thank you for for your help. I know I'm not the best at speaking in our group, but I, I appreciate that you took the time to to help me with my thoughts. And uh, and I I'm gr just want to say I'm glad you're okay, and that you don't hold any grudges against me. Of course, I hold no grudges against you, Parad. And a true leader, actions speak louder than words. And I feel that you are becoming quite the leader that I'm noticing. And I think our alliance will be a good thing. I'm looking forward to it. I hope so. And I hope that we have many more adventures together. Yes, I think we shall. And with that, Prod is going to head to his room. Okay. Um, Can I look for a book, too? You want to look for a book? What do you want to look for a book I on? I want to look for a book on orcs. Okay. Spells. All right. Um, roll a perception. Twenty-two. 
Okay. Yeah, you find. Okay. Whatever so you're looking for. Uh, books about orcs and Kay. some books about different spells. Okay. And head back to my room and I write in my journal. Okay. And the last thing I do before I go to bed is to put a glyph of warning, warding on my journal. So nobody can open it without a password on okay. both journals. All right. Um, so everybody's in their rooms. Uh, I'm going to add that uh, as this Faven began meditating, he's going to uh, kind of look at the wolfsbane that he picked up this morning. Oh, okay. Earlier in the day and kind mm -hmm. of study over it. And as he's looking at it and studying it, he kind of uh, loses his focus on it, and he kind of drifts into into thoughts about uh, the Grunger Forest and things that happened there with him. Okay. But. So you just kind of drift into your meditation. Mm -hmm. Remind me what the Grunger Forest is. Is that where you're from? So in the last previous episode, no. So the Grunger Forest is in the land of the Lenorm Kings, and uh, Faven. Uh, he was talking to Parade about this in the last episode, but they deal a lot with uh, wars between the Fae and the humans on uh, humans trying to scavenge the forest for resources and Fae trying to protect the forest from the humans. And now I remember. So Thank he you. dealt with a lot of the conflict between that. And that's where it happened, was in that forest. Yes, the Grunger okay. Forest. The Grunger Forest. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Tyler. So you might see visions of some of the people that you you met during your time at the Grunger Forest. Yeah, people that he knew, friends he made, people that uh, may have died trees. in the conflicts. <laughs> trees, yeah. <laughs> the trees, trees actually are alive. There's like literally ends there, mm -hmm. so. <clears throat> yeah, uh, it's a very cool place. Um, so yeah, your thoughts turn to that and you see, you see things just flash, memories come and go as you're in your, your silent meditation in your, your room for the evening. Um, do Min and Zizo go to bed immediately, or do you read the books? Uh, before I actually go into my room, okay. I'll ask one of uh, the help for them to send up some paper and ink. Okay. And a quill. And whoever that is, I'll, I'll give them a, a gold piece. Oh, okay. Um, yes, right, right away, right away, Master Zizo. I will fetch you your paper and ink. And... The, they, they say, well, I'll bring it to your room. So please, please just head to your room. And I'll bring that to you there. Well, yeah, I'll stay up a few hours and write any notes if I, if I find anything. Okay. Uh, Min? Min is there having a sleepover. <laughs> We're reading. You're reading. It's You're a reading a sleepover. <laughs> You're brushing each other's hair. <laughs> All aboard the breed train. <laughs> Painting each other's fingernails. <laughs> the little mani-pedi going yeah. on. Pillow fight. <laughs> so, okay. Um, reading together, maybe maybe exchanging findings in the books that you're reading. Um, what do you want to... What are you looking for exactly? Just, like, general information on them? Uh, I think... Huh. Yeah, those are the books that Zizo grabbed. So, like, I would try to find some stuff about Palatine Eye, but... Well, these are on the Whispering Way. Yeah, these are on the Whispering Way, so... Anything anything new about them? Okay. Well, it does confirm what the judge had spoken to you about before you left Lepidstat, that they, they are, you know, heavily tied to Tarbafon, but he was not the leader of the Whispering Way. He was just a member of them, but a lot so of... So he wasn't even the founder? No. no. They, were, they were around long before he was, and... Um, but he was he was one of the most powerful members they've ever had, and so a lot of people revere him and and strive to you know be like him, and you know try to emulate maybe his his lichdom as best they can, because that's ultimately what they're what they're they're going for is this this path of undeath, um, you know living living forever and. And breaking this cycle, this natural cycle that that has been, you know, has been around since the beginning of time, and their, you know, their beliefs, they their perversions of 
that natural life and death cycle. Um, you can't seem to find anything about their origins, though. Like, it just, everything about their origins seem to be cloaked in, in this just, this mystery, this, this dark shadow, this blankness that nobody has been able to, you know, really get any concrete information on. Um, I think Zizo will be most interested in knowing that these are books that are not made yesterday. Um, that he'll be looking for things like, what are they most interested in? Like, where are they going to con- congregate the most? And maybe their their weaknesses, things that, uh, whatever these books, if they're past adventures or or whatnot that have uh, that have conquered them, maybe they've used certain things to overcome their spellcraft. I I I'll say this: the two books that you have, maybe they're written by the same person, just at different times, and this person's in this person, in this author's history. Um, but you kind of piece things together, uh, working in tandem, reading both the books. But uh, the philosophies of The Whispering Way, they attract cold, calculated, and relatively emotionless people. Very power-hungry individuals who seek the path to immortality. Like sociopaths. Basically. Sociopaths, um, like tyrants, <laughs> like the Whispering Tyrant. He was a tyrant, so the the philosophies of the way appealed to people like him. Would it appeal to lost people too that just don't have a direction? I do not don't think have so. a belief system. No, this it's this order draws power hungry. People. It draws people that know what they want mm. and will do anything to. Mm gain that. So they're sort of like void of emotion. Yes. Like they don't care for other people or things. Well, not everybody's like that, but right. the to majority degree, of, some of them. Mm-hmm. Most of them. Right. The majority of the people that do join this organization are evil. Right. Okay. The the way I'd, I'd best describe them by, by his, his description is greed for and, and, and drive for evil. Uh, evil actions so they they're greedy and they want power but they're for their own they're really driven to to get that they're not lazy and like they have a a group of very focused disciples who want evil things to happen you do find that it is very 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 difficult to find written word of their philosophies the author you know of these books can only guess at what their their true philosophies are and even even goes right that mm. that people that who that have tried to write things down are eventually caught and killed because the uh, the way you know the way is so secretive that allowing someone to write it down allows it to be out in the world and allowing people to you know come across it that that really should their secrets their secrets um, so I'm guessing they don't take meetings at their notes. At, I mean, no. notes no. at their meetings. <laughs> they they do take... not have stenographers. Yeah. Yeah. They will never employ a stenographer. They don't do minutes. <laughs> minutes. That's the word I was trying to think of. Minutes. Was Petros catalog? He was he How researching them? How did Petros them? do that then? We got the book with. That might be why he was killed. He, no, his information that you got from him was more about how they act, how they function. And that oh, not so much not their like teachings. Not their teachings. No, their That's teachings. That's what they're more secretive their about. Their teachings are very hard to find. Gotcha. Very hard to learn. And and what you roll me a knowledge, both of you. Roll me a knowledge arcana real quick. Or religion. Fourteen. Okay. Thirty. Min, Min finds very useful piece of information that, you know, he remembers what what Petra said, that their their teachings are passed through whispers. That's why they're called the Whispering Way. So prospective members of the, the way you find this in the book, just like scouring it, really like looking, you know, maybe there's some notes in the margins or something that you're able to decipher 
that people have you know written in the book maybe maybe Astavian himself has written in these books because he's a very learned man but uh, you do find that that while most of it is not written down that things do slip out every now and then and a lot of times what happens with these prospective individuals is they find something that appeals to their nature and then they choose to seek seek it out further and learn as much as they can about it. And um, I, I liken it to kind of like the the Black Brotherhood from Skyrim, where they, you know, they learn about somebody who's looking into things, and then they judge whether or not they're worthy to be a part of their organization, and then and then make the decision to let them in or not. Um, chances are I think you would know this too but people that don't make it usually end up dead because they can't you know they can't allow their secrets to get out so so yes um, was that enough information for you? sure do you feel like you got enough? sure <laughs> okay <laughs> I don't want to feel like I gypped you with a 30 but <laughs> no like this is a secret secret organization sometimes the highest knowledge check is there's nothing written down. Yeah. This is like, we know, we might know everything that we can learn secondhand unless we are like, meet one of them ourselves. Or becoming disciples. Or yourselves. become one then. Mm -hmm. Like there's some, sometimes that's all there is to learn. But, you know, the, this is, this is all a lot of hearsay as well. This author probably gathered it from us, from many different sources. And over many years of, work and research was able to piece a lot of this together and so it seems very handy that this is here for you but you do learn you know quite a bit i feel like that you from this author that that i think will help you in the future um but yes like philip said very you know most that most of it is not going to be written down so it's going to be very hard to learn about them um and like zachary said either becoming a you know a member yourself or tracking someone down and interrogating them. But even that seems very hard to do at this point in time. Um, I'll say you read for a few hours. Eventually the, you know, the, the tiredness takes over. You can feel your eyes starting to sag. Um, do you just like fall asleep on the floor? Obviously. I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> Holding the book. Using the book as a pillow, <laughs> Min falls asleep on Zizo's floor. <laughs> you take that last cone and I'll beat you. <laughs> you take the last what? Cone. Oh. I don't know. Scone. 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 Okay. Um, same with Zizo. Zizo, you know, eventually uh, retires for the evening and you all, you all go to sleep. You get to, you know, good night's rest. You're probably exhausted after everything that's been happening lately. Sleeping on the on the trail as well. I mean, it can't be that comfortable. So now you're sleeping in a in a bed in a warm lodge. Um, the rooms are heated with like fireplaces. The, you know, the heat just like rises to the second floor and warms the whole second floor. So you feel very comfortable, comfortable, very relaxed. And then morning comes. Um, real quick. Yes. Um, because of, of a recent item, I got a ring of sustenance. Yes. I only require two hours of sleep. Holy smokes. Oh my gosh. So. You might, I don't know. I feel like you would sleep in a little bit. Well, okay. <laughs> Here's the thing. Okay. Um, I'm going to get my needed rest, but, and I'm, I'm only doing that because Parad knows he needs it. Otherwise, I think he would be too irrational in this moment. So he's going to get his rest uh, that he desperately needs and wake up really early, much before anyone uh, else in the party does. And um, he's going to take the, the chunk of wood he found in the forest out of his, his satchel and out of a pocket in his satchel, he's going to pull out the silver hunting knife. And he's just going, he's in these moments, he's thinking about the conversations he's had with his friends uh, in the last few days, how uh, in the first few moments that Zizo knew him, 
he said he believed he was destined for great things, how um, Ray views him as, as such a great ally and, and a defender, and he's going to think of the moment when she was stabbed and how devastated he felt, even though his sister was taken right before his eyes moments prior. And he's going to have a, a mini flashback to a town he, he lived in for many years. And a great friend of his, who was a cleric of Arastil, who taught him the ways of his deity and how important family is. And he's going to grip the chunk of wood very tightly in his hand and take the knife and carve it into a circle with the holy symbol of Arastil, which is a bow made of elk antlers and an arrow knocked on the bowstring. Uh, and at the top of this, he's going to carve a little hole and take a leather strap out of his bag and turn it into an amulet and string it around his neck. Um, and it's going to function as a reminder to keep family close, even if you're not blood related, and keep them in the furthest place, or the, the closest to the front of your mind at all times. Um, and it's going to bring up a lot of thoughts of, should I have run after my sister? Should I have confronted my father more? Um, but in the end, I think his conclusion is going to be, this is my family and I need to protect them. And I love my sister dearly, but I, I can't afford to be reckless right now. And he's just going to wait for the group to wake up. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, thank you for that character moment. That was very good. Um, Hero card. <laughs> just kidding. It was good. I thought it was amazing. It was he good. It was attention. good, not great. Not great. Are you kidding me? He had my entire attention. So okay. that's what the branch was for. Pretty um, sweet. Pretty sweet. Uh, I'm going to backtrack just a minute before, you know, day breaks and and dawn arrives. Um, we, we zoom into Faven's room. And all of the moments. Hold on, let me get dressed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, get dressed, and then we'll continue. <laughs> so we we zoom in and we see Faven sitting on the the floor where you know where he went into this this meditative trance, still holding on to this this wolf's bane in his in his hand and like i said memories are coming and going as he's as he's you know recounting everything that's that's happened in the past few days and and then one one memory one final memory you know flashes before his eyes and we see faven and he's he's yelling at uh, at a couple humans, and a fight starts to break out, and someone, one of his friends from the the Gungir Forest, walks forward, and it's almost like a silent memory, just Faven remembering what's going on, and this this friend of his. You know, looks a little scared at the moment, and is is like pointing and asking why, like what, why, why did you do this? What happened? And this causes Faven to like burst out of this meditative trance that he's in. He like breaks away from this memory and wakes up in the morning, and is just hands are still shaking. Almost like they were, you know, a couple a couple episodes ago in the fight. He looks he looks shaken at this point. Something's going on in his in his brain, and this this latest sleep has just brought about these very powerful memories. What does Faven do after waking up? So Faven's uh, his brow is beginning 
behind him. It has like droplets of sweat on it. <clears throat> He's kind of panting as he comes out. And he looks back down at the wolf's bane. And, uh, well, did you want me to roll for the wolf's bane? Yeah, you today? can roll for wolf's bane right now. We'll do that first. Mm -hmm. It was a knowledge nature you yep. wanted me to knowledge do. nature. With the 20, well, 31. Okay. Natural 20. This plant, like I said, works as like a like an antitoxin for lycanthropy. Mm -hmm. The wolfsbane that you hold has three uses of it. Since okay. you can like, you know, boil some water, grind it down, and you and treat it as medicine. And you have three doses of this this medicine essentially that can cure someone of lycanthropy. lycanthropy, the bite. Okay, cool. Nice. So you have three uses of that. Maybe and you get some more. You know what it looks like, and right. so you, you think, oh, maybe we can get some he more. He has the tech plant, so he can probably find it pretty easy. So he kind of looks at it, and he... It probably almost brings a smile to his face. He slightly grins, and he thinks, this will be a lot more useful than that witch's enchantment. <laughs> and he stores it in his belt. <clears throat> That's a little judgmental. <laughs> <laughs> Remembering to, to look for more as we travel. Um... And he kind of thinks back to uh, this memory he had of his friend for a second, who was uh, actually a gnome from one of the gnome gnomish villages in the Grunger Forest. And uh, he thinks to himself, this power I have, I'm still not sure if I'm in control of it or if it's in control of me. And then he kind of shakes his head for a minute and leaves his room. <clears throat> Following the smell of breakfast that arouses, you know, several of, of the sleeping tenants, you know, it smells really good. There's bacon. So Min perks you know, up, up immediately. Mmm. <laughs> 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 uh, I'm assuming all of you just kind of congregate in the in the room and you all sit together at a table and can i roll a perception to see notice parad's new gear uh, uh i i would like to add a little flavor um i imagine after him having enough time to think about everything uh, he's gonna kind of march out of his room uh looking a, a bit more refreshed than you've seen him in in the last few days um, and it might make it a little more obvious that something is, is going on, uh, whether that would, would mean he's, he can detect my, my amulet more. I don't know, but I feel like you'd be able to tell something's different. I just wanted to see if I noticed the holy symbol. I'm going to say no. Okay. And I will tell you why, because of what Zachary said and about keeping family close the symbol he's tucked underneath his shirt and he's keeping it as close to his heart oh. as he can. Okay. So I, I will say no on that just because for that reason. But eventually you you know, you know gather in this very grandiose, it's, it's what they call the grand ballroom. And this is where, you know, people dine. There's tables out right now for, for the, you know, the morning meal. And you sit and wait for the, you're, you're, you know, you're instructed to sit by the wait staff, and they are, you know, they're telling you just, just find a table. Food will be out shortly, and for the first time, you see the lodge's guests, and you can only guess at who these people are. You have several names that you got from Duriston last episode. But unsure of the of what name goes to which face, you, like I said, you can only guess. Eventually, Duristin arrives in the room, and he comes and sits at your your table. And oh, good good morning, all. Mind if I mind if I join you for the evening meal? 
the evening meal? Or excuse me, the morning meal. <laughs> I think you had a little too much to drink he last night. He had way too much pesh last night. <laughs> um, Prod's going to look at him and, and say, uh, you're most welcome. Oh, excellent. Thank you. And he pulls up a chair and sits at your table. And he says, yesterday I, I told you about several of the individuals, but I think now would be a good time to point out who they are. And he points across the way to a woman instructing the female staff. That over there, that is Madame Ivanja. And she's this beautiful Varesian woman with these like thick black curled hair. And this beautiful olive skin. And, you know, she's instructing the the female staff to, you know, get the get the plates out, get the get the napkins, get you know, get everything ready for the meal. Is she in traditional version dress, or is she like in a uniform? She's in a uniform. So no capenya. No, yeah. So, but he points her out, and then he points to this this young this young man, and he just the look about him. He seems very pompous, very arrogant, and the way uh, every actually everybody roll me a. Uh, perception real quick on this guy. Eighteen for Zizo. Thirteen for Ray. Okay. Fifteen. Fifteen. Parad. Coming at you with a thirty-two. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna say off the charts. Mm. Min? Eleven. Okay, so Parad <laughs> You're still a little bit drunk too. Everybody's a little sleepy. <laughs> There's maybe. bacon. But Parad for sure, I'll give it to you, but the way you look at him, and the way he, like, acts towards the the staff, you know, he seems like a, like an angry customer in a Wendy's drive-thru. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just like he's better than the people that are serving him. Four minutes for chicken nuggets? Are you crazy? <laughs> throw, a, throw a hot dog at someone's head and... <laughs> Walk away. Uh... He said, but Duristan says that over there, that man, that young man is Corvin Turksvor. So, and he's this, he has this blonde hair tied back in a ponytail and uh, might have like, like his family's heraldry on his, uh, you know, on his clothing somewhere. Is it Corvin or Corvin? Corvin. Corvin, yeah, okay. Corvin. And then he points out another, like a th the third person he mentioned yesterday and he's and this this man like is almost a polar opposite to Corvin this is an older man in his late 50s who treats the staff I resent that <laughs> as a person Our... who's in their early 50s <laughs> an older gentleman. okay middle ages middle ages early 50s no I said older an older man this is also middle ages early 50s where like you were yeah. considered an adult at 14 that's true all right I apologize go yeah. ahead so there mom <laughs> so he says that over there is Silas Gradon and you know he has this salt and pepper hair and very nice quaffed mustache he's been great on <laughs> <laughs> We um, all chuckle at your, quote, at your joke. <laughs> and like I said, just polar opposites. There, There's this young man who's treating the staff very poorly. And then there's this older gentleman who's treating the staff with respect. And, you know, being very, very genuine with people. And, like, the you know, those are the, those are the three most notable... NPCs at the moment that you you see, um, you do, however, notice that this room and this you know this dining area this is only for guests. So the only staff you see running around are the wait staff, the female staff that Madame Ivanja is is directing at the moment. Um, but you presume they're somewhere else right now, or you know getting getting started for the day. Uh, you don't see Delgros either. Delgros isn't in here. Um, so yes, uh, brec you know, breakfast eventually comes, and you eat your meal. Uh, it's very delicious, cooked, you know, very professionally, very, very good chef in the kitchen, and 
Parad's probably thinking to himself, man, I want to get some tips from this guy. <laughs> um, and and yeah, you, you're eating you're eating your dinner. So like, what to, what's going on at the table? Hmm. Um, Parad actually wants to uh, say something to Min real quick. What's up? Uh, it's more private, but I don't mind if anybody hears. Um, we are here. We're all friends here. How can um, we hear over his chewing anyway? <laughs> uh, me and a little bit later, I, I would like to have a conversation. I'm a bit curious about uh, your faith in Erastiel, and I would like uh, to have a, a bit of a conversation about your beliefs and maybe trade some of my own. And, um, but I, I would just like to have a new perspective. Sure. It's, it's been a long time since I've ran into another Erastiel. Um, so you're a Rostian? I am indeed. I had no idea. Yes, uh, Rostiel has become a very important figure in my life. I need you to tell me the truth. Do we have a secret handshake? I not that I know of, but I, we can I make. Knew one. he was making it up. We can make one. Did you want to talk to him some more, or did you want to wait? Uh, I, I think more wait private? a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this is our downtime, and it's just relax and not really focus okay. on anything. In the meantime, hold on. I mean, I'm gonna ask real quick. So you know that the Whispering Way has come through here. What is your plan of action? And I miss that's and this, what I was just gonna talk this about. This is what I think will be going on at the table, like discussing what to do next. All right. Now that we know some of the main characters here, the main people, how do you suppose we find out more about the Whispering Way? Well, first, not everybody's here. Where's the Marquisa? Well, we we have a few people we could at least start with. I wonder, <laughs> Zizo, you've been thinking about this a lot longer than some of us. What are the three names of the people we saw again? Madame Evangia. Mm -hmm. I'm going to talk to her. I would okay. like to come with you if you don't mind. Uh, Unless you want it to be a private conversation. What you remember about her, what Duristan said, is she was, like I said, the leader of, you know, the so she's head of the female like, staff. And But he also said that she was a very adept harrower. What Marcus used to do with the harrow yeah. deck. Uh -huh. he, oh, that's right. This yeah. woman also has that, that ability to read the harrow cards. Um, Can I ask how you're going to approach her? You tend to make me a little nervous with your people skills. <laughs> Not a little, a lot. <laughs> it's a fair question. You made the porter cry on our first day here. Oh, that reminds <laughs> me. Let me check that coffee before you drink it, and I detect poison on it. Is there anything in there he shouldn't be drinking? <laughs> no, it's just normal coffee. Okay, just uh, wanted to check. Bellic didn't bring this coffee. Someone oh, else did. Oh, good, okay. It's just staff. Hey, the help talks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to approach the madam like the patriarch of Thrawn would. I'm getting a little more nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to treat her kindly? Or, mm. um, let me say, how do I put this delicately? You're going to be a big mean bully. Faven, <clears throat> he looks up and he's like, I think Zizo will treat her the way she needs to be treated. And he shoves more bacon in his mouth. <laughs> Yes, the elf knows exactly what I'm talking about. Have you ever heard the expression, catch more flies with honey? I Why would I want to catch you, flies? You uh, are missing the point. <laughs> and the point there, is... Ray. Or are. Help me understand. No, it's Ray. You're correct. Do you, do you see this fine maiden over here? Do you think I will talk to her disrespectful? Like that porter? Yes, that's what I'm afraid of exactly. <laughs> no, I am not going to talk to her like that. Ah, okay. That's what I was worried I about. I wouldn't mind a uh, card reading, if uh, you know what I mean. Ah, that's okay. Did you see the picture? If I promised to be <laughs> quiet, I, did. I would love to watch a hero reading. It's been a long time since I've seen one of those. Uh, okay. All right. 
Well, I didn't have a... Oh, since the Marquise's not here, I do have something that could give us an edge on somebody, but we need to choose very, very carefully because this is a permanent thing. What do you mean? Well, I learned a new spell. Well, I'm wondering if we should all go to the Harrow reading. And you could detect if she's or, a real Harrow reader. I'm just saying later. If we want to gather information on somebody, I have a spell that makes that a lot easier. Oh, I understand. But we need to be careful with it because it is a permanent thing on whoever we choose. Mm. What, uh, what exactly does this spell do, Min? I call it Open Book. It makes it easier to divine, and it makes them a little more susceptible to divinations, which I don't have, but it <laughs> just makes uh, learning mechanically diplomacy checks to gather information about a target. We get a, uh, you get to add my caster level to that diplomacy. Oh, oh nice, no. okay. That is like for anybody forever. <laughs> question which is why we want to be careful because it doesn't just work for us it works for anybody yeah so then that person become is becomes gullible. an open book oh that's not no like they're easier to like we catch more gossip about them they're more susceptible if we want to like scry on them if we could scry but we can't but yeah it, it's we want to be careful other people would notice it too for in from for example if i were to cast it on this is all assuming that they fail their saves. But if I were to cast it on, say, our friend Silas, I can see that that kind of information being harmful in the wrong hands and with him being ex-military and all. This might be something you need to discuss a little further. Um, That's what I'm saying. Yeah. If we want an extra edge on... Maybe in, try without it at first. Yeah. See how far you can get, and then I'm just throwing not... it out there. Okay. I say we wait until mm. we have a real lead on the Whispering Way. Okay. Sounds like a good last option. Mm -hmm. If we need it to. It does sound a little yeah. dangerous. This is a curse. Hands, it is though. a permanent curse. So not... Min's not tossing that lightly and saying, "Let's just go." But I am right. open to it. So I did want to go down the path with Zizo approaching this woman and Ray's tagging along. Um, if anybody else wanted to go, you could, but I I thought you guys were going to go the route of dividing and talking to multiple people on your first date. That's kind of what Parag wanted to do. This is a side note. I was just worried that you didn't want us to do that. No. <laughs> okay. No, I'm... All right. I really do want to go with You want to go with Michael. I really uh, do okay. want to go with Zizo. can't remember the roles of the other two people, though. The one's the snooty upper-class guy. Okay. An influential and the noble the from... the old man who treats everybody with kindness and respect, but he's some kind he's of noble, too. Former I'm military. Yes. Oh, uh, former I want military. to speak to the former military. All right. So oh, you yeah, go to Silas... Uh, Zizo and Ray go to Madame Ivanja. Faven and Min are left. Maybe you two team up. We'll split up the the Scooby Gang. And well, uh, the one that's left is the nobles guy, right? Yeah, I, Who is the? I think Min would do well with that. But Faven, are you comfortable with someone like that? <laughs> that's, I'm not sure. Faven, I'm not sure you could hold your tongue. <laughs> to, might cause a scene if I talk to him. Mm -hmm. but. Eventually, <clears throat> another woman, accompanied by another man, enter the room, and uh, Duristan says, oh, yes, that over there, that is the Marquisa. Ding, 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 ding. So she's another option as well, but she arrived late, and she's there's there's this man with her. What's the Marquisa? It's the Marquis's wife. Yes. The Marquis, or like, like a title like Duke, Duchess, Marquis. Oh. Or she Marquisa. could be the reigning Marquisa yeah. herself. No, like she's married to the Marquis. Oh, she's married yeah. to the Marquis. Durston would be able to tell you that mm. as well. She's married to the Marquis. Speaking of Durston, what area is she over? It's like a county or a city? Yeah, over like a, county. a county. It's just a local one. Would we even know that? I don't know. We would just know she's a marquee. Yeah. I'm not sure where, but yes, she's a marquee. Just a local one. Mm -hmm. We would okay. just know she's, she has power. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And according to Durston, she is a frequent visitor of the lodge, she a.k.a. Is. our most likely Palatine Eye Insider. She's very... Oh, that's right. He couldn't remember where she was from, but she comes a lot. I remember mm -hmm. you saying that. In the she's previous. a frequent yep. visitor. So, so speaking of Durston... I say, old chap... 
Why don't, how about you? Uh, how about you uh, do us the honor of uh, making an introduction between ourselves and the good Marquisa? Uh, break the ice, if it were. Okay, so grease the wheels. Okay, <laughs> so fry the bacon. Okay. <laughs> Butter the bread. So <laughs> butter the bread. Yes, yes, very good, very good. You two go to talk to the Marquisa. Parad goes to uh, Silas and Silas Graydon and uh, Zizo and Ray go to Madame Ivanja. Uh, what does Zizo say to Madame Ivanja when you approach her? My fair Madame Ivanja, I was taken aback. I saw you across the room. You're quite adept at what you do over here. <laughs> the staff is very well trained. Might I have a moment with you later? I hear you are very adept at hair reading. Yes, I am. A I don't imagine that's the name. That's the voice at all. What? That voice, no, nope. that, that does not sound like Avanja's voice. <laughs> what do you want me to do? <laughs> Get higher. A little um, uh, saucier. I don't. I, I don't know. know. What, what kind? Well, yeah, you've read the book. You know what kind of character she is. So I don't know. Just what do you continue. Want me to do? Just continue, and I'll I'll, <laughs> I'll imagine had something a, else. Had something in his head. <laughs> what do you want? Sorry, we're not you living up to your <laughs> fantasy woman, Michael. You do it. What voice do you want? No, You're it's just, okay. I, you know, I was just, I was just making a I joke. Wrote, like two voices for all my characters, Michael. <laughs> yeah. In case you haven't been listening to the podcast. You're just Either lucky. Richard this. Nixon or somebody English, okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, Richard Nixon. I want that one. You want that one, okay. For Richard girl? Nixon for Ivanjia. <laughs> no. I am, I am not a crook. crook. I can do a arrow reading. Absolutely. Please do not do that voice for uh, no, no. Okay. She says, yes, I am quite adept at the harrow. Uh, hero. I would be more than happy to do a reading for you next week. Yay. <laughs> That's how he ends it. Wow. I wonder what kind of information we'll be able to gather from all these interesting people. Stay tuned next week to find out on Gathering of the Ages podcast. See you then. <laughs>